Okay, so please allow me to introduce our Sunday, Saturday lunch keynote, Diane from New Hampshire. Wow. There's a lot of people here. Just so I don't feel alone, are there any other compulsive overeaters here besides myself? Great. I feel so much better. I'm Diane, compulsive overeater. (sighs) They've asked me to tell you what I was like, what happened, and what I'm like now. So I'll start at the beginning. I was born a compulsive overeater. I came out wanting more, more of everything, more friends, more toys, more money, more more everything, more food, and more was never enough, ever. But I always start my qualifications with these two stories. And the first is, I don't believe in reincarnation, but if I did, I used to be a six-foot-six Norwegian Hulk lady. (laughs) And I could never figure out why I felt that way. Until I found a picture of me when I was about nine. I have an older brother and two younger sisters. They're two and three years younger. And I was this size at nine, and they were up to my waist. They were just two and three years younger. But I I looked like an Amazon. I felt like an Amazon. And so everyone would say, oh, my goodness, you're only nine. (laughs) Yike, you're very big. I didn't want to be big. So that did not help my self-image. And the other thing was, everyone used to tell me I looked like my Auntie Joycey. Oh my God, you're just like your Auntie Joycey. You look like her, you act like her, you sound like her. And all I remembered about my Auntie Joycey was her ass was this big. (laughs) I didn't want to be like my Auntie Joycey. So anyway, so neither of those two things helped my self-image. Okay, so my head has always been fatter than my hips. Always. Um, And food was always the highlight of my life. Uh, We're coming up on my favorite holiday, Halloween. Now, do you remember years ago, we used to do pillowcases and full-size candies? You know, I wouldn't be happy in today's Halloween, you know. But anyway, Halloween and Easter were my favorites. I believe my mother invented color-coding Easter eggs Because although we had four kids in the family, if there were 100 eggs, I got 80 of them. Because I wanted it more. I wanted it more. They didn't care. They would have a little bite and say, oh, it's too sweet. (laughs) How can anything be too sweet? Anyway. um, And my poor mother, she used to say, sweetie, just have a little. She tried to help me. Just have a little. I didn't want to do a little. I couldn't do a little, but I really didn't want to do a little either. And um, on Halloween and Easter, she used to have to lock the candy in the trunk of the car. Now, I thought everybody put candy in the trunk of their car. I was always surprised when I'd go over to a friend's house and they'd have it in the cupboard. What an odd place to put candy. Anyway, 
I always thought that. Um, I've been to Catholic schools all my life, 17 years of Catholic schools. And when I was little, I didn't want to be close to God. I believed in God. I believed I was going to see him when I died. But I was afraid if I was too close to God, he was going to make me a missionary in Peru. (laughs) I didn't want to be close to God. So anyway, I'll fast forward high school, college. Um, You know, I... Again, my head was fatter than my hips. I had a lot of friends, a lot of boyfriends, but I always felt different. So here's a newsflash. Everyone feels different. Not just OA people. Everyone. Everyone out there, everyone in here. Everyone feels different. So it's not, it's not confined to just being compulsive overeating. Um, after college, I went to a diet doctor. Again, I, you know, I thought I was huge. I probably needed to lose 10 pounds. And I went to him about three, three times. And the third time I went to him, and I always cry when I say that, so I have my tissue with me. Um, the third time I went to him, he wrote me out a prescription, put me on the scale, sat me down, and started to write out another prescription. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever tried diet pills, but they're wonderful. I mean, they're wonderful, except if you lose 10 pounds, and once you go off them, you gain 12. You know, so, so the, the results of it are awful. But at this particular time, I'm watching him write me out a second prescription, and I am getting very, very excited because I really like those diet pills. I mean, what's not to like? You don't eat. You don't have to buy food. The house gets clean. I mean, what's not to like? So anyway... He totally forgot that he had written me out the first one, and I'm walking out with the second one. And I'm saying to myself, as I'm walking into the parking lot, yes, two prescriptions, yes. And I swear, I heard in an empty parking lot the voice that said, if you abuse these, you're going to be in big trouble. And it scared me straight, honestly, because there was nobody else in the parking lot. And it scared me so much, I ripped them both up. I ripped them both up. I believe I came this close to being a drug addict. I'm compulsive about everything, except housework and exercise. (laughs) Can anyone relate to that? Yeah. So anyway, so that was the end of my diet pills. Now what am I going to do? Again, I have, I've always had like just the vanity 10 pounds. So um, I was living with a girl who had her jaws wired at the time. And I, I really thought she had jaw problems. She didn't, evidently. Anyway, she ended up getting her jaws unwired. And then she moved away. I saw her a few weeks afterwards. And it looked like somebody put an ear hose in her. She just blew up. And I'm like, oh, my God, Yona, what happened to you? And she says, take me to an OA meeting. She wasn't driving at the time. I said, I'll take you anywhere. Holy moly. And so I went to my first OA meeting. It was probably about 1976. It was years ago. Our meetings used to be an hour and a half. Um, It started at 10. She thought it was 11. No surprise. I mean, you know how crazy we get when we can't think straight when when we're eating. And so um, the seed was planted But the only thing that I really heard, again, I'd been to Catholic schools all my life. I didn't really need this God program. And, but I remembered it was free. I remembered it was free. So a few years later, in 1976, I was getting married. I wanted to lose the 10 vanity pounds. And I ended up at another OA meeting. 
And that was even worse, actually, because we had it in a car because we couldn't get in the church. So that was my second introduction into OA. I was afraid they were going to kidnap me, actually, but because but I was in the middle of the back seat. Um, but anyway, they didn't. So that was, uh, that was in 78, um, actually. And in 78, I got married. I should have said I don't instead of I do, because as soon as I said I do, I started eating. I knew it was a mistake. I knew it was a mistake. So instead of facing my stuff, I stuffed my face. Hmm? So that, Dece- that January, 1979, I came in OA. I didn't care if you guys kidnapped me. I mean, I was in trouble. I could not stop eating. And again, I was not facing my stuff. I was stuffing my face. So I have been in OA consistently since 1979. In January, it'll be 40 years. I don't know how that happened because I'm only 33. (laughs) My dad used to say, how long you been going to that place? I'd say, I don't know, 25, 30 years. He's like, don't you get it yet? (laughs) Thank God we don't get it, you know. Um, So let me see. I took a few notes here because I didn't want to forget. And I wanted to keep it in line for you. So 40 years ago, the main food plan was no white sugar, no white flour. So I proceeded to have all the brown stuff. (laughs) Let me tell you, the brown stuff doesn't work either. It was awful. Um, But at least I wasn't eating candy because, again, that was like my my food of choice, candy. Um, While I was married, I moved 11 times in nine years. Thank God. And up and down the East Coast. We weren't just moving across the street. Up and down the East Coast. Brunswick, Georgia, Virginia Beach, Boston, back to, oh, it was just awful. But thank God I had OA. When I first came into OA, I needed to lose 10 pounds. Nine years later, still coming to OA, I needed to lose 40. No wonder my dad asked me, don't you get it yet? But that was only in nine years, so... So anyway, I ended up in an AWOL in Boston, actually, and a way of life. It's really not an OA meeting because there's rules and regulations. And in this particular AWOL, it said no sugar, didn't matter what color, no flour, didn't matter what color, and no alcohol. And I thought that was pretty drastic. But I lost the 40 pounds. I had sanity. Uh, life was good. It was like, oh, my God. I even had enough courage to, to divorce that guy that was taking me up and down the East Coast. And it was wonderful, wonderful. So I was abstinent for three years, and then I started dating an earth man. He wasn't in program, wasn't compulsive. And he said to me one day, you know, you might be a compulsive overeater, but surely you're not an alcoholic. And I was like, of course not. Of course not, I'm not an alcoholic. And he said, well, then I think you should have some wine with me. And I said, brilliant idea. Because I did like my wine. So I had a glass of wine that weekend. And the next weekend I probably had two. And the third weekend I probably had two on Friday, two on Saturday. The next weekend I was eating desserts. Forget the wine, you know. 
So I was in trouble. But as God is good, I ended up moving to New Hampshire. And the OA meetings there were all no sugar, no flour, no alcohol. And I thought, you know what? That's the only thing that has worked for me. I had tried. I've done my research. And what do they say? Um, I successfully identified many, many ways that did not work. Very, I was very successful in doing that. So I was happy to find this OA community. And, and I had 16 years of abstinence. I had the clarity. My, my weight was fine. I was, just had a lot of energy. Everything was great. And then I decided to move, well, not move, but spend a lot of time in Aspen, Colorado during the ski season. And they didn't really have OA meetings there. So I thought, you know, I've got 16 years under my belt. Surely I'm not going to have a problem. Guess what happened? Well, I did not have sugar, flour, or alcohol, but I had too much abstinent food. And that was not good either. I came back two months later. I probably gained six or eight pounds, way too much for me, because, again, my head is so much fatter than my hips. And I claimed a break. Because I, at first I was trying to deny it. I mean, I've got 16 years. How could, how could I be here again? Thank God I didn't cross over that line. But boy, I'll tell you, I was, I was inching over. It was just a matter of time till I picked up wine or candy or bread. But I didn't. Thank you, God. So that was about eight years ago. And I am so grateful. I am so, so grateful that I have a squeaky clean food plan And um, I went out last night with my fiancé. I just got engaged. Anyone want to see? I just went out with my fiancé and his friends, and he said, "Um, she doesn't cheat. She never cheats. And I'm thinking, how can you cheat? You know, we can't cheat. It's like the alcoholic, oh, just weekends off, you know? I don't get back on track if I have a weekend off, you know? I mean, it could take, I just don't want to go there. I just don't want to go there. So let me look. Um... So it takes, when I was getting back on track, it takes about 30 days to go through this withdrawal. Anybody experience that? Yeah, it takes about 30 days. And I've often said to people that are struggling, come over my house, I'll lock you in my closet, and I will, um, I will feed you three meals a day, nothing in between, no sugar, no flour, no alcohol, and at the end of 30 days, I'll let you out. And I was saying this in Toronto last year, and somebody yelled, where do you live? <laughs> I didn't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many things. There are consequences. There are consequences to everything. And I used to think rules were made for everybody but me. You know, don't eat candy, your teeth will rot. Not my teeth. You know, don't eat that, you'll get that. Not me. You know, rules were made for everyone but me. But that's not true. You know, I believed that lie. I, I believed it for a long time. Um, and I also, um, you know, OA is not easy. You know, it's not easy going to parties and not partaking in the junk and the wine and the, the, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy taking your food to events that you know that it's going to be, you know, a lot of food and it's not easy. Sometimes it's hard, but I think it's hard waking up feeling lousy. I think it's hard putting those pants on that don't fit. You know, I think it's hard 
not wanting to go to those parties, feeling so bad, not wanting to go to that reunion because you've gained 40 pounds. Not, that's hard too. So which hard do you want? The hard with good consequences or the hard that sucks? You know, I want the hard that's with the good consequences, honestly. Um, and I love the ABCs of the program. Some meetings don't read them, but they're right after the steps. And the ABCs are, A, I'm a compulsive overeater and cannot manage my own life. B, no human power can relieve me of this compulsion. But C, God can and will if he is sought. And I think that that word if should be in like 70 font. It should be this big. Because that's the key. That's the, that's the missing link that, that all the other diet programs don't work. Because for me, I don't think they, have the, they don't have the God component. If I'm a true compulsive overeater, no human power can relieve me of this compulsion. That, doesn't, that means the, the group, the meetings, my sponsor, me. But God can. And again, like I said, I had believed in God. I knew I was going to see him when I died. Um, and now I realize that I can have a conscious contact with this higher power. He's done so many things for me. So many things. Um, I'll tell you about when I... Right before I got abstinent, when I had just moved back to Boston, I was starting that AWOL. I, hadn't, I don't think I was in it quite yet, though. I went to the dentist. Again, eating all this candy all my life, I certainly had a few dental problems. So I went to the dentist, and he said, Ooh, this doesn't look very good. I'm going to send you to a surgeon. So at, when I went to that surgeon, he said, We have to do something to your mouth, but there's a good chance that the uh, left side of your face is going to be paralyzed. Now, I'm just a tad vain, just a tad, but I thought, shoot, the left side of my face being paralyzed, this would be awful. So as I left his office and I walked out to the parking lot, the first thought was, oh my God, what can I eat? Now, let me tell you, I was not praying to God. It was just a phrase that I used, just a phrase. And funny, God talks to me in parking lots a lot of times. I don't know why. But he said... No amount of food is going to fix your tooth. And it was one of the first times that I ever made that correlation that I've always been trying to eat to fix something or to, it just, it was like, oh my God, yeah, that's right. That doesn't make any sense, you know? So I held on white knuckling and I hadn't been abstinent at this point yet. I held on. It was right over the Christmas holidays. I had a New Year's Eve party. And people didn't even know that I didn't have any junk there. Um, they, weren't, they didn't care about the junk. I don't even think I had alcohol. But anyway, three weeks later, when the surgery was uh, to be held, I went to the surgeon, and he said, I'm going to just take an x-ray before to see how bad it's gotten in the last three weeks. Tissue time again. And he said, uh, this is really weird. Your tooth is fine. You don't need the surgery. And I knew that God had really fixed it because I had been obedient. I was willing to do the surgery, 
but I also didn't eat over what was eating me. I also just kept on saying, God, you've got to handle it. I don't know. Help me through it. Help me face it. If my... So anyway, so God has done so many things for me. So when he does stuff like that, I know he can handle anything. And I always say truthfully, if he can help my compulsive overeating, he can do anything, anything. I mean, really, because that was the biggest hurdle that I've had to, that I've had to face. Um, so a few of the things that I have um, learned in my 40 years of being here, meeting makers make it. I don't know about you, but I don't get recovery in my living room. I get it when I come to places like this, the smaller meetings. I go to three meetings a week. You know, people say, three meetings a week? And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I never know when I'm going to a meeting if I'm going to get strength or if I'm going to give strength. I never know. But there's a chance that if I put my butt in the meeting, I've got a pretty good chance that I'm not going to eat that night. And not that I feel like eating at all, but I'll tell you what, when I went to Aspen, I didn't think I was going to be in trouble either. So I have a very healthy respect for this disease. Very healthy. Um, And it's easier to stay abstinent than it is to get abstinent. Right now, we are all abstinent. Hang on to it. If you just got a day or a few hours or whatever, we don't have to wait. My, My path used to be I would wait for a Monday. You know, weekends off, you know, I would wait for a Monday or the first of the month, if I blew it on Monday, I'd wait for the first of the month. Or January was always a great time. I don't have to wait. I can simply resume right now, and you can too. So it's, it's just great to be able to, to start right now. Um, I ask God for help all the time. Again, when I first started, I asked him for my food. Now I ask him for everything. I actually asked him quite a bit about today, and... Um, So I asked him in my prayer in the morning, and then on the way out, my fiancé said, let's say another prayer, and I'm like, we don't really have to, because we already asked him. And years ago, we used to say we had more faith in the U.S. Postal Service, but now I say, some people have more faith in Amazon than they do in God. Because what do you do when when you send an order through Amazon? Do you keep on reordering that? No. You know that you're going to get it if you have Amazon Prime. You're going to get it in two days. That's it. You don't have to think about it. So I've already asked God for help. He's already got it covered. I don't have to keep asking him for the same thing. Um, And one day at a time has certainly helped. You know, I used to always get tripped up if I was thinking about the future. Always. Because I wasn't painting a pretty picture. You know, especially if I was in the food, I wasn't. You know, or feeling bad about the past. So today, what do they say? Today is the present. No. Today is a gift. That is why it's called the present. Yeah, I love that. Isn't that clever? Does that, in, in French, do they have that same meaning? No, probably not. Um, oh, and here's another one that I love. Pray, plan, prepare, protect. I did a lot of praying, I did a lot of preparing, I did a lot of planning, but I was forgetting to protect, because this really is a gift. This really is so important. Um, It's just, I don't know, my life is better by being absent. I don't know if yours is, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot better for me.
How am I doing on time? Oh, perfect, because I forgot to bring my, my phone here. Yes, okay. Um, oh, I love this too. The 12 steps in six short words. You ready? Okay. Find God. Clean house. Help others. That's it. That's what we do. So the first thing is to find God, to find your God. And I always say, if you don't have a good God, borrow mine. Because mine is fabulous. It's got a very funny sense of humor. Um, It doesn't always work as fast as I'd like him to. Thank God I don't get everything I asked for. So, and I've already told you the ABCs. Um, And service is slimming. Service is slimming. If you're having a tough time, reach out and help somebody else. Because I've found that when I'm thinking about you, I'm not thinking about me. And when I think about me, if I'm in my head too much, not a pretty place. Yes. Um, And if we focus on the program, we lose the weight. When I focused on the weight, I lost the program. So it's the focusing on the on the program is really a good, good place to be. And this is one of my favorites. God is the answer. Now, what was the question? Isn't that clever? I didn't think of it, but yeah, God is the answer. Now, what was the question? Because it seems like it doesn't matter what the question is. It doesn't matter what the issue is. It doesn't matter. God is the answer. And this is just so funny, coming from me. Thank you. Uh, Coming from me. I mean, I really was a tough kid. I was a tough kid. I was a tough... I went to Catholic schools, like I said. And the nuns now, because I'm in charge of the uh, reunions, the nuns would always say, Diane, I mean, you were very funny, but you were very disruptive. And so I had a permanent seat in the detention room. But they loved me. I'm sure it was all that candy that I was eating. You know, who knew? We didn't know back then. I mean, we're talking 100 years ago, you know. Actually, I'm not 100, but I am 66, and I'm very, I'm very happy that I, have, that I was spared so much um, of bad health by coming in when I did. I came in when I was 26. I came in for good when I was 26. And I was at a meeting a few weeks ago, and they were talking about, oh, they were so glad they came in at 50. They came in because their back hurt. They came in because their hips hurt. They came in because their ankles hurt. And I thought, I am so glad that I was spared. I was spared that. You know, (sighs) so I do the drill. I start my day on my knees. I end my day on my knees. I thank God for a a good abstinent day. I ask him for a good abstinent day. I weigh and measure my food. Now, when I came in, we didn't have the digital scales. I mean, we had um, postal scales, and you could hit them and get a little bit more. Did you ever do that? Raise your hand if you did that. Yeah, I love honest people. Yeah. But every time I did that, um, or if I wasn't weighing at all, I would have this voice that would say, oh, that's not enough. That's not enough. Put more on your plate. And, of course, that's what I wanted to do, so that's what I did do. And as soon as I finished eating, sorry, as soon as I finished eating, I heard, well, that was too much. You blew it. Start Monday. 
You know, I mean, I don't want to do that anymore. So today with the digital scales, 4.0, 6.0, 2.0, I mean, they work. If you don't have a scale, get a scale, you know. Um, I do not bring my scale to restaurants, but I weigh everything when I'm, when I'm at home. And, and I also, I bring my, I mean, I brought my own breakfast here today. We were in the, we were in the room, but I brought my own breakfast. I, I bring my own lunch. If I'm going to a party... I usually eat before, because then I don't have... I hate it when people are talking with their mouth full. Ugh. You know? I mean, really. I just... So it's just nice to have all your teeth all brushed and just be able to talk and, you know? I don't, ha- don't want to do that. So, so today, I'm just, I just put myself in a safer place. Um, sponsorship. I have a sponsor. I am a sponsor. I, I don't know what people do without a sponsor, Honestly, I, you know, I only call my sponsor three times a week. I have a few. I actually, I have people on the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday schedule, and then I have the longer timers on Tuesday and Thursday. So I've got a group, 15 minutes. Oh, sorry, here's your next call. Here's my next call. And it, it works. I mean, where can we get this kind of help and this kind? We're not always talking about food. We're talking about anything. But if they're in the habit of calling, when the when the whatever hits the fan, uh, they have someone to talk to. So I'm just very, very grateful. I love my meetings, too. I always say for a 2 or $3 copay, where can we get this kind of therapy, right? $2 copay. And if you don't have it, don't put it in. It's, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Um, oh, so let me see. Um, I went to a meeting, and the guy that was leading, he said, this is really a self-improvement program, thank you, with a food plan. Oh, that's kind of an interesting way to think it. The next person that got up said, this is not a self-improvement program. This is a survival program. And I thought, you know what? That's what it is for me, too. It's survival. I love it. It's wonderful. But it's survival. This is not just something I feel like doing you know, occasionally. I love my meetings. I love, OA is the best thing that I've ever done in my life. Ever, ever, ever. The best thing I've done for me, but it's the best thing I've done for my family too. You know, I'm a nicer person now. You know, I'm nicer. I'm, I'm more forgiving. I, I'm just, oh, I'm more grateful. So I am just very, very grateful that I found OA, that you guys are still here. And I think that's another reason to keep coming too. Because when the newcomer walks in the door, we need to be here for them. I don't know who, you know, if everyone got it and left and graduated, who would have been here for us? So today, I'm very, very grateful. And as long as I stay grateful, I'll stay abstinent. Thank you. Thank you, Diane, for sharing your recovery with us. Okay, so after the closing, we will have our raffle. Let us close now with a serenity prayer. God, grant me this serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Okay, let's get some winners up here. <laughs>